Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. We continue our study of the book of Judges with chapter 18. We are in the middle of the very sorry and disturbing tale of the idol of Micha, the Pesel, the idol of Micah. Remember we read of, of a man named Micah who had stolen money from his mother, eventually admitted to his mother that he had stolen it. He then um, they took the money and uh, the silver and made out of it a an idol. Uh, he found an itinerant Levite who needed a place to live and hired him as his priest and set up uh, his own little temple. Um, uh, obviously separate from the appropriate tabernacle where where only God was to be served. He had his own little uh, little thing going on. The um, the, it, the the verses make are, are pre- very clear that the purpose of this story of telling this story is just to give us an idea of the moral depravity and the descent into complete um, idol worship and chaos that had um, that had occurred during this time period. And in the first verse of chapter eighteen, we're going to read again of what the what the prophets here what the verses here are teaching us is the perceived cause and and reason for this descent and that is lack of appropriate leadership when there's no appropriate leadership or guidance the people will sink into into terrible moral depravity and the extent uh, one another thing that we're going to learn from this story as we read it and this is really important is that um, it's not just the worship of the idol that's an issue, although that's, of course, bad enough. But once you have polytheism, once you believe that an image is a god and that you can own a god, build a god, and worship to the god and somehow get favor from that god, and I am mean god with a little g right now, then, and, and it's not, rather, rather than morality and justice and righteousness being the uh, approach, in other words, rather than um, ethical monotheism, which is what the one true God really wants from us. But when one descends into idolatry, one inevitably descends into immorality. And we're going to see the level of that immorality in chapter 18. Uh, as we read it today. By Yamimahim, this is verse 1. In those days, Ein Melech be Israel, there was no king in Israel. Again, reminding us that there was no king, there was no leadership, so the people just went off on their merry way, which unfortunately led them to such low levels. By Yamimahim, and in those days, Shevet Hadoni, the tribe of Dan, now it's unclear and it's debated as to whether the book of Judges is written in some sort of chronological order. It seems when it laid out the Judges, the amount of years that they lived and judged for, there was some chronology to it. But these stories here, uh, many of the um, commentaries say they're not necessarily in in chronological order, but they're being laid out uh, as just saying different stories, different occurrences that happened during this time period of the judges before there was, was a king. Anyway, so the tribe of Dan was looking for a place to live. In other words, they hadn't yet completed conquering their territory. Because at that point, they hadn't yet received their portion among the tribes of, of Israel to inherit. So they were still trying to conquer land to live in. 
So, Vayishlachu v'nei Don mi mishpachtam. So these people of Don uh, sent of their family, you know, members of their tribe, Chamisha Anashim, five men, Miktsosam Anashim b'nei Chayil. These were um, uh, from their ranks, men of, of war, so five uh, warriors, uh, strong men, uh, trained warriors, from the place of Tzorah and Eshtaol. Tzorah and Eshtaol are familiar to us uh, as the places where um, the Shimshon, the story of Samson, which we just studied together, was from this neighborhood as well. To search out the land of Luchakra and to um, and to uh, uh, do some recon, search it out and figure out um, and see what which areas they can conquer, which areas they can take over. And they gave them this the following uh, task: the people of Dan gave these five men the task: go search out the land um, and check out the area, see what places we can conquer, what places are uh, we can settle. And on their trip, they came to, they passed through the uh, mountains of Ephraim, and they passed by the house of Micah, uh, where he had his idol set up and his whole little religion going on, and they stayed there as they needed a place to stay when they were on their journey. Hema im base Mika. So while they were there near the house of Micah, staying there, Hema hikiru et kol hanara levi, and they recognized and they heard the voice of the um, of the Levite. Uh, what does that mean? They understood. They heard his voice. Maybe they heard him. Um, uh, they heard him speaking and they could tell that he was from somewhere else. He wasn't an Ephraim a person. He must have had a different accent. Um, or maybe they heard him. It means that they heard him doing some kind of a song at, at, at worship. So they knew that there was something more than just him staying here. But he had a special uh, a ritual role here. Vayasurusham. So they turned over towards where this Levite was, Vayomrlo, and they said, Who brought you here? You know, why is why are you as a Levite hanging out here in this Ephraim area? Umata what are you doing here? What what purpose for what purpose are you here? Aleim, and he said to them, so on and so on. In other words, read the last chapter, I you know, and he told them you know, what he was doing there. Also, Micha, this is what Micah did for me. He hired me, Vayaskireni. He paid me, Vayahila Lachoin, so I became his priest. So now, Vayomrlo Shalnavila, oh, you're a man of God. You have access to this this idol. Go and now, you know, go ahead and ask God. Um, Veneda, uh, so we can find out if we will be successful the, the, on the path that we are now going. In other words, we're going to search out some land. Oh, we got we got a priest here. He can tell us whether whether um, we'll be successful on our mission. And the priest said to them, "Go to peace on your mission." Nochach Adonai, opposite God, and remember, he, and here he uses God's name. So the 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 level at which he is right now is he's uh, he's confabulating this idol that he set up with actual God Himself. Go on Darkechem on the path that you are going. Continue on this path; it's a good one. You will be successful. 
So the um, the lechula um, shalom is a um, go to peace, go and uh, on to towards a to a peaceful path. So the, the the confusion here between the real God where he, and and this this idol is is marked and it's it's really it's glaring and we saw this in chapter seventeen as well that that we know that God commanded the people not to make a pesel umasecha not to make idols and images but here we have the people thinking that idols and images are representations of God Himself reminding us very much of the golden calf and other sins that they had sinned before, but apparently did not learn the lesson. And the five men went, and they came to a city called Laish. And they saw the nation, the people that lived in this town called Laish. They were living uh, securely, they had no worries. Tzidonim. They lived like the customs of the Tzidonim. So they must have been uh, ethnically related to the people of Sidon. Um, that's that was their ethnic background. Shoket uvoteach. They were living quietly and confidently. They had no worries, no enemies. They weren't well protected. machlim dovor ba'aretz. And there was no one. Yoresh uh, Etzer. There was no one um, in the area to um, to uh, uh, to bother them, to uh, to overlord over them, and there was no uh, uh, Yoresh Etzer. There was no ruler that was uh, an hereditary. There was no um, no one. Um, there's various ways to interpret this word Yorish Etzer. I'm going to go with what the JPS translates. No, no, there was no king over them, to to and which typically would mean uh, a king would be more powerful, would be uh, and 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 They were quiet and they were confident. They were peaceful people. The Torah, the 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 verse here is very clear to make to make. It's very um, the emphasis here in the is that they were not a threat to no one. They were peaceful, calm people. They were a threat to no one, and no one was threatening to them, at least until the people of Don came. And they were far away from their, their, the, 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 the Sidonians who would have come to the aid of the people who were their ethnic brethren. Uh, so they had, they had no real protection. And again, it emphasizes they had no disputes with anyone. These were a very peaceful people. This is very important for a lot of reasons, but the main thing is is that the verses are emphasizing this in order to emphasize the brutality of the Danites, of the people of Dan, for killing these people. It once again emphasizes the fact that that the the conquering of the land of Israel by the tribes is not... um, a wanton or was not supposed to be wanton genocide the way it is depicted by some people and the way some people think of and we spoke about this when we studied Joshua but if there is a peaceful people that are not a threat then they were supposed to leave them alone and leave them at peace and this chapter here is emphasizing this point and criticizing 
openly the people of Dan for conquering them, which is going to happen in the verses to come. They should have left them alone. They were a threat to Noah, and they were peaceful, they were nice. They, uh, but, uh, but unfortunately for them, being peaceful and nice and not having military alliances with anyone and being far away from their brethren who could have come to their aid in a bad time, left them also very vulnerable to the type of attack that we're going to read about shortly. So these, these five spies came back to their brethren who were, who were staying at those places. So their brother, brethren, when they came back, the other members of the tribe of Dan came back and said, How did it go with you guys? And they said, let us go and attack them. We saw the land, it's very good land. And you're sitting here quiet, you know, get going. Don't be lazy. Let's go and let's conquer the land. Now remember in Joshua and the, the idea of conquering the land was a valiant one, was a good one. But here it is, it is taken as a bad thing that the people of Don conquered them. And that is because of the emphasis that the previous verse made on the fact that these were peaceful people and not a threat to anyone. When you come with us to attack and conquer, you will come to a nation that is confident via Aretz Rachvat Yadayim. The people, I'm sorry, boteach, confident meaning confident and in their peace. They are, they, they're not expecting an attack. They're not worried. They're not ready to defend themselves because they're, they're peaceful and they're living fine and they don't think that there's any enemies out there. So we can just take them over right away. The land is, is wide and open. Um, God, is go- God has already put it in your hands and they're saying this because the priest of Micah told them that God is with them and will make it successful it's a place where you will lack for nothing everything that you can possibly need in the land is there and from the um, from the family of, of, this, of Dan Traveled out of that place from Tsarineshtol, which is where they were. Sheshmiotish, 600 men, Chagur Klemochama, girded with war, weapons of war, ready to attack this town, this unsuspecting town. And they went and they first camped in Kiryati Arim, which is in Judah, which is in Judean territory. The area where they camped is still called called today the place where the Danites camped, which is just past, um, usually past refers to the west of, because that's this, the sun sets in the west, so past that, is just past to the west of Kiryat Yarim is the place where, it's still called the place where the Danites camped, the people of Dan camped. And they kept going on their trip until they passed by the uh, Ephraim, the mountainous region of Ephraim. And while they were passing through that area, they passed by again the house of Micah. So once again, of course, they encountered their, the, 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 the um, temple where Micah had his idol set up and where this priest from Levi, this, priest, this Levite priest, was uh, officiating. And 
And now among these 600 soldiers was those five men who had originally been the original spies to spy out the land. And they, um, they said to the, the rest of them, they said to the rest of their brethren, Did you know that among these houses here in Ephraim, there's a place where there is an aphod. The aphod is an apron, which seems, and we saw this back by, uh, by Gidon, where he made an aphod, an apron, um, uh, out of precious metals and stones, is a significant um, uh, uh, item uh, used in the uh, service of idols, utrafim um, and and uh, and trafim uh, are also uh, items used in the service of idols. Ufesel and an idol, umasecha and an image, vaatad to umatasu. So now you, you, over here in this area, there's a holy temple. Uh, let's let you you know what you got to do, right? In other words, it's, it was understood. That uh, the temple will bring us good fortune, we need to take it. By so they went there. By Avoel Beit Hanar Halevi, and they went to the house where the Levite uh, priest stayed. Beit Micha, the house where Micah was. By Shalom, and they greeted him in peace. They said, "Hi, how's it going?" And then, so here you have six hundred men. Chagurim Klei Melchamtam. I'm at verse sixteen. That are girded with weapons of war. So these five men come in and say, Hi, how's it going? In peace. Meanwhile, right behind them, you have 600 armed soldiers, which is not a very uh, peaceful uh, gesture. So, in other words, hi, but you know, look what we got behind us. Those people, uh, soldiers that were from the uh, family of Don. So these five men who had originally been the spies, uh, uh, they went into the, the temple, and they took out of the temple, they stole the um, idol, and the apron, and the various items used in the, in the temple there, and the graven image, uh, and they took all of the items while the priest was standing at the doorway. Obviously, he couldn't say anything because, as the, as the verse reminds us, and the 600 men were standing there at the door that girded with weapons of war. So they're standing there with their swords and bows and arrows and, and shields, etc. And they supervised the looting of this temple. So, and they did this. They were standing there while uh, the, uh, the other men, the five men, went into the house of Micah, and they took all the items out of the home. So the priest says to them, while they're doing, what are you doing? What's going on here? What are you doing? Be quiet. Put your hand over your mouth and shut up. Come with us. You can be a priest with us. We'll take all the stuff. We'll have a temple with us. You don't need to stay here. Would you rather stay here and be a priest for a house which is presided over by one guy, this Micah guy? Or would you rather be a priest to an entire tribe, an entire family of the people of Israel? Wouldn't you rather come with us? Wouldn't that you be so much better off? So the, the priests are, well, here's the deal, you know. He, they're right. Uh, I have 600 armed men. It's not like I have a choice anyway. 
But I'll go be a priest for a big crowd. So he, so he picked up all of the items and brought them, and he went among the soldiers, among the nation, and here he is with them. And he abandoned Micah, who had been his his protector, who had been paying him, who had given him a place to live. Um, but but now uh, might makes right. There's so many things about this story that just are are bothersome it's it's hard to 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 pick and choose which ones to emphasize but they're obvious here uh, you start to sympathize here with micah as if he's a good guy even though he was a guy who who made this idol and stole money from his mother but now his whole enterprise is being stolen by the 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 people of don but what you really really get a sense of is the depth to which the morality of the people has sunk. And that's really the point of this story. It's the point of this story. It's the point of the Shimshon story. It's the point of this entire book to bring out to us just how low the people have come, just how bad things have become, um, and how mixed together idol worship is with immorality. And the story that will succeed this one, the next one we will read, will be even worse and we're not finished this one yet because it gets worse. Vayifnu, vayelechu. So they, so now the 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 people, the soldiers, uh, left the area um, uh, with all of the stuff that they had stolen. Vayasimu et hatafi et hamiknev et and they put their children and cattle and their and their various items before them as they set off on their path. Um, uh, uh, the the uh, commentaries point out that the the sold the, the because they had the town behind them, they put their items their def- that they needed to defend the children and their kalim and you know their 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 valuables ahead of them so that they would be between uh, their children and the town so that if the townspeople that they just stole there from were to come and attack them they would be able to protect uh, the their things. So they were already distant um, on their road away from the house of Micah. So the people that lived in Micah's town were now upset. They just lost their temple. um, And uh, they got together, meaning they mustered together. So now they ran after the people of Dan. Uh, to get their things back, to get their temple back, and their God back, and they called out once they reached, they they ran, they caught up to the people of Don, and once they got there, they called out to them, so the people of Don turned around and saw behind them the people from Micah's town chasing them, and they said to Micah, what's up with you? Why, why did you muster everyone together as if you're going to fight a war with us? You took my God, the God that I made, you took. That, that whole statement is just theologically bizarre, but I don't even know how to, how to um, but this, this is where the people stood. And this is the point. You even, you took my priest, and you left. What do I have left? You just impoverished me. This was my source of income. People came to pray, and they left donations, and you took it all. What do you What do you mean asking me what is this for you? Like why are you here? Obviously, I'm here because I want my things back. 
Vayomri lov b'nei Dan. And the people of Dan said to him, the obvious, Al tashma kol imanu. Don't start calling out and start screaming at us. Get your head screwed on, buddy. Because some people might get upset with you and they might uh, attack you. Just take your life with you, turn around and go home. Because if you keep this up, we're going to kill you, basically. Not basically, that's what they said. We'll kill you and we'll kill your family. So either turn around and go back or you're toast. So that was that. The people of Dan turned around and continued on the path. By Yar Micha and Micha saw the obvious. They are stronger than him. They are, they were all armed, ready to fight. So he didn't really have much of a choice. So he turned around and he went back home. And now the people of Dan, they took all of the um, images and uh, uh, idol-worshipping supplies that Micah had made, Vieta Koin and the priest that he had with him, Vayavo Alayish, and they came and attacked the town of Laish. And again, this verse reminds us, Al Am they came upon a nation that was quiet, Uvoteach, and and unsuspecting. and they struck them all down by the sword, Vietoir Sarfubaish, and they burnt the city down. The verse is clearly making it out that this was a brutal, unnecessary and and vicious and um and attack uh and and the verse describes it this way to to emphasize the point that this was very i mean this was evil personified this the the immorality of this is 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 beyond bad and this is what happens when people think that this magical idol is god and it just because you have this, these these golden items and a priest to say whatever incantations and rituals over it will somehow give you power and success, which is what they believed. If that's the kind of God you believe in, then this is the kind of behavior you engage in. You'll be successful because you have this God. Meanwhile, you were successful because you attacked people that weren't fighters, that weren't ready to fight that didn't deserve to be killed. There was no one to save these people. I'm reading verse 28. Because it was far away from Sidon where their brethren were. They had nothing. They had no uh, problems with other people. They had no fights. They had no quarrels. They were peaceful people. It laid in the place where this Laish was, was in a valley um, um, of Beit Rehov. This is the place where the location of this town lies. And then the people of Dan, after they burnt down the city, they rebuilt it for themselves. And they settled there. They named the city Dan, after their forefather Dan, who was born, who was the son of, of Israel, meaning he was Jacob's son. However, Laish was its original name. Interestingly, the verse points this out, presumably to tell you that its real original name was Laish. It should never have been conquered by Dan and renamed Dan. Its original name, reminding us, know who was here before. And then, now that they won this battle, which wasn't much of a battle and not much to be proud of, they go ahead and they... Uh, 
put up the the uh, pestle, the uh, idol, vihonason ben Gershom ben Benashe, and 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 then who who was the um, the uh, the uh, the um, the um, priest here? It was Jonathan, the son of Gershom, the son of Menashe. And interestingly, the rabbis point out that this word Menashe here, the way it's um, is is uh, the the uh, is written, the nun is written slightly above the word, so that when you look at the word, you see the word Moshe, Moses, and Gershom, as we know, was uh, was was a son of Moshe of Moses. So the the uh, so basically, what the, the priests, the Levites here that were serving and this Levite had, had been wandering around was actually the descendant of Moses himself. Hu um, Uvanov, he and his children, they became priests for the Danite tribe until they went into exile, presumably when the, the Shevet, this tribe of Dan, went into exile many years later in, uh, under by the Assyrians. Now, um... <laughs> So the the descent of depravity to which the people had sunk was such that even those who you'd think would know better, people of illustrious lineage, had then become the leaders of this cult, that this murderous cult, um, this violent cult, and um, and this is the depth. And and the the purpose is you should feel depressed. You should feel that things have fallen apart. You should hope, and the way this chapter started, that there was no king, you should hope, we need someone to stand up, lead the people in the right direction, point them the right way. That's what's necessary, that's what's needed. But we're not finished yet with the depression. Unfortunately, um, we still have more. And let's finish the verse right now with verse 31, with chapter, Vayasimulem et Pesel Michasher Asa, and they made uh, for them, they uh, maintained for them the... the uh, the Pesel Micha, the uh, idol of Micah, Sherasa, that he had made, Kol all of those days when the house of the true God, when the real tabernacle was standing in Shiloh, the people of Dan had their own place to, to, to worship, and that was the place of the idol of Micah. That concludes chapter 18. Um, I, I usually end this by saying looking forward to reading the ne next chapter and the rest of the book together. Unfortunately, the next, if this wasn't bad enough, if the stories we've read weren't bad enough, we have even worse stories to come. Um, but we will, of course, continue. This is important for us to go through these emotions and to go through this story to really, truly understand um, the progression of our history. Thank you so much for studying I'm looking forward to studying chapter 19 together.